Chag Sameach and a great Erev Yom Tov to everyone. Shviyishel Pesach is the culmination of the Nisim, the wonderful miracles and wonders that Hashem did in the history of Exodus, in the history of us coming out of Egypt and becoming a nation. And one should wonder, why is it that Pesach is the only holiday that has two parts to it? All the Sharosh Regalim, Sukkot, Shavuot, all the other holidays that we celebrate as Shemini Atzeret, be it any other thing that we celebrate, has one part, there's a historic fact, something has happened, we celebrate it, we commemorate it, and we relive it. Pesach, however, has two different parts to it. We know by Sukkot, there is Chaka Sukkot, there is the Yom Tov of Sukkot, for seven days, and then there is the end, Yom Tov is no longer Sukkot. If you say Chaka Sukkot, as a, you have to repeat the Tefillah, the Gemara says in Masechet the Shmini Yatzeret Chag Bifne Atzmo is a totally different holiday than Sukkot. Whereas Pesach, we have the first Yom Tov. And then at the end of Pesach, there's another Yom Tov, there's Chola Moed. And the other Yom Tov is really not a new Yom Tov. There's a second part, Pesach part two. Why did Hashem have to do the Pesach, the Exodus in two different parts. What would happen if the Egyptians would not follow the Jewish nation? Just do the entire Geula in one process, in one shot. And that was not done. So that's obviously a question that we all find ourselves asking and pondering and thinking about. And the second question perhaps is, if it is a Yom Tov, so why don't we say a full Halil if that's the the hallmark of Geula, if that's the punchline, the Makir, the Patish, the last stage of Geula, that should really be celebrated and glorified as the moment in our history that we became Benechorin. So why is it that we don't celebrate it like that? And I believe the answer to this is twofold as well. On one hand, in every Geula, in every redemption, there are two parts. One is the physical freedom. They were enslaved by Egyptian army, by Egyptian people. They were physically in confinement of the Egyptian workplace. They lived in Egypt. They were born into slavery. And physically, they were suffering as slaves. So coming out of that, being freed physically, is obviously the stage one of any geula that we have from any exile. But that's not enough. You could have a free man that has the spirit of a slave. And you could have a slave that has the spirit of a free man. And just what we see by other slaveries that have ended in not so long ago in the history, we witness that the mindset of slavery lingers for many, many more years after the slavery is finished. And that's the part two of every 
difficulty and every exile, a mental situation that the person finds himself in. The Jews came out of Egypt, out of Mitzrayim, physically freed, but mentally still enslaved, fearing the Egyptian army, even after witnessing and seeing so many Nisim, so many miracles of Hashem. And when they're confronted by Yamsuf, surrounded by water from one side and the Egyptian army from the other, they feel completely helpless. Until they go through the experience of Yamsuf. And like the Ramban writes in Nachmanides, that this was the greatest experience, the greatest ness and miracle of the entire experience of Yitziad Mitzrayim, of the Exodus altogether. And not only that, writes the Nachmanides, through this they became different human beings. They were altered, that now they could benefit from a heavenly food called man. He writes very interestingly that if you did not go through the experience of the Ma'avar Hayam, the passage of the sea, you would not be able to benefit from this holy, encapsulated Shefa, encapsulated spiritual energy that was made visible for people to eat. They called it Mun. So this is a, a magnificent experience that they had. And what happened was, even when Hashem opened the sea, and they're going through this experience of seeing wonders and no shortage of Midrashim enumerating the number number of, of miracles that happened when they went through the Yamsuf. At the same time, we find a fascinating Chazal that they pick on one anomaly within the Psukim. That the Pasuk one time writes, Hamayim lahem choma miminam misumulam, that the water was like a wall from left and from the right when they passed through the sea in dry land. And Choma is written full with Chet, Vav, Mem, And the other time is written without a Vav, Chaser, which you could read it, Chema, which instead of wall would translate anger and fear. Fear from the the imagination that this is going to come crashing down. And that's the mental galut that the person has. That's the mental exile that the person has to come out of. When you're going through even the greatest nests, you could look at the walls and, and, and think to yourself, it's going to come crashing down. And that fear is no less than the physical exile itself. And Hashem says you have to come out of that. You have to experience it. You have to live through it. And you have to come out feeling Hamayim lahem choma with a full choma. It's a sturdy wall. Hashem is there. Hashem is there for us not just when we see big miracles but throughout life. Even when we're out of the physical exile and we're going through day-to-day basic things. It could be 
a coronavirus, it could be being quarantined with the kids and difficult, and it could be any other thing that we are going through in business, in life, in health issues with ourselves, with kids. Rahman al-Itzlan. To realize, Hamayim lahem chuma. That's a mental exile. And Pesach does not finish. The Geula has not happened. If the second part of Pesach is not there. So therefore this Yom Tov has two parts to it. But at the same time, that this is the Makebe Patish. This is the last and finishing, completing part of our Geula. We realize at the same time that when others are in difficult situation, even if they're non-Jews, like the language of the Gemara, Yadai Tovim Bayam Vatim Omrim Shira Hashem had to rebuke the Malachi Hasharet that wanted to say Shira. That we have to feel and be mindful of others who are in difficulty. So even when we're going through our own miracles, that we are healthy, we don't have anyone in our immediate community or family that is suffering from the difficulties around. But we do know of other people who are suffering. And to make that our business, to make that our tefillah, to be mindful of others as our own family and as part of our own life becomes the job of a free man. A truly free person is a person that could care for other people. And that's when we sing Shira. Our Az Yashir is the full understanding of us being free people, not because of physical confinements, but because of mental freedom. When we could be freed from all of the restraints and strings that pull a person to themselves, and we could make proper decisions, not with fear, but with happiness, and be there for other people, like a full vessel that overflows to others, that simcha of giving and being mindful of others is the shira, is the greatest song that the Jews sang by the sea. And for us in our private lives, that's the greatest song of life that we could live, the song of the sea, not just sing it. And this year that we are unable to actually sing it betzibur and read it from the Torah, we more so have to live it that our lives should be one continuous shira. A shira of geula, a shira of feeling that freedom that we could make proper decisions knowing that Hashem is there for us, watching us, guarding us, and protecting us. And at the same time, be mindful of others and be there for them as an overflowing vessel of chesed, of kindness, and of mercy. I wish everyone a wonderful Yom Tov, a wonderful Chag. 
miss you all and hope to see each other very, very soon again in our beautiful community. Chag Sameach.